When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey sis, have you downloaded the Prescription for Purpose mobile app? It is the number one resource for women of faith who are looking to build their faith and walk in purpose. This is not your ordinary app. There are so many great features from Bible studies to devotionals, practical resources, study tools, and flashcards for every verse in the Bible so you can truly study God's word. You can even get your own devotionals, prayers, and Bible studies featured right on the app to share with everyone in the community. My favorite part of the app is the community. There's so many women who are a part of this app that are truly just in love with God and we want to build a life that is pleasing to him. So if you are looking to partner with us to pursue your purpose, head over to the Apple App Store or to the Google Play App Store and download the Prescription for Purpose app today for free. That's RX for Purpose. Hey sis, and welcome to this week's episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast. I am super turned about this week's episode because I am going to be talking about spiritual warfare on these people's jobs. Okay, how are you dealing with the spiritual warfare while you are at work? We've been talking about um, work and our career with our girl Crystal Williams the last couple of weeks. And what better way to wrap this up than to talk about what it means to work, to talk about, um, you know, the ways that God says that we should show up to work and why we are going to see spiritual warfare on these people's job. Okay. And y'all know, before we close out, I'm going to give y'all some strategy to really assist in you overcoming spiritual warfare on your job. So girl, if you don't already make sure you got your notes. Okay, make sure you got the notes because this is good with a T. Okay, now the scripture that I am going to be teaching from, because this is more of like a lesson more than anything, girl, we're going to be diving into Luke 10 verse two. And the scripture says the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Now I'm going to give you all a little bit of background. In Luke 10, Jesus is sending out 72 of his disciples to go out and evangelize. Now, some translations say 70, but just know that he is sending out the masses of disciples to go and evangelize, okay? And this is the same passage, Luke 10, where Jesus also gives the authority to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and to tread upon the heads of serpents, okay? We love Luke 10, 19. It talks about that you have the ability to cast out demons. You got the authority. That's where you see this that, that scripture is in Luke 10. And Luke 10 has a lot that we can learn about when we are talking about 
work, okay? Like, and I don't just mean Rihanna going work, 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 work. No, no, no. He has practical tips laid out when you really look at the scripture where we can learn about work. And so we're going to talk about this and talk about what God has to say about this because I think it's so important that we have knowledge. The Bible does not tell us that the people perish because they don't pray. The Bible don't tell us that the people perish because they don't fast. The Bible don't tell us that people perish because they don't pray. The Bible says that people perish because they have a lack of knowledge, okay? So that doesn't mean you don't pray fast and you don't increase your faith. But more than anything, in all of your getting, the Bible says, it says to get wisdom. So we need to make sure that our knowledge is us understanding what God has to say about a thing. Okay, not what Google got to say, what God got to say about a thing. And it's so important that we understand that, especially when we're talking about work. Too often we pray and ask God for things and we don't really understand what we're getting ourselves into when we send them requests out. Okay, because there's some prayers that God ain't answer for me. And I'm like, thank God. Thank you, sir, for you not answering that prayer because I wasn't ready. Okay, but when we talk about work, I want us to be fully prepared. Okay, now, what does it mean for us to work? When we go to God's word, it's so important that we don't take everything at face value. This is why our one of our pillars here at Prescription for Purpose is to make sure that we are accurately dividing God's word and we are on a mission to eradicate biblical illiteracy. So I want to give y'all the definition of the word work from this scripture. And it comes from a Greek word ergon, which means a worker who accomplishes something. Okay, a worker who accomplishes something. What are you accomplishing? Huh? Another definition of this word is a deed or an action that carries out or completes the desired purpose or intention. So when we go to these people job, child, our work is not simply a transaction between us and our employer, but it's actually a divine assignment from God and an opportunity for us to evangelize and to bring others into the knowledge of Christ. So we have to have this proper perspective because your boss can get on your nerves, but really we are supposed to be working as unto the Lord, which we're about to talk about. Really, we should be out here making sure that in every opportunity that we have to interact with somebody, that we are showing them um, a life through Christ without us having to even say a single word. People should be able to look at you and be like, "Mm, something different about you, sis. I like it. Okay. People should be able to know that there is a difference between you and the other people that work at this job without you having to quote a single scripture. Because oftentimes when we talk about work, when we talk about fulfilling purpose, we automatically equate it to a platform. But this says that the workers are few in Luke 10 and 2 and that work is us going out in fulfilling and accomplishing our intended purpose. Well, our intended purpose is for us to bring more people into the knowledge of God, bringing more people into the knowledge of Christ and showing them how to live this life out. That's what Jesus has said in the Great Commission. That's everybody's purpose. Now, it varies in how we do it, but what happens in the way we get caught up out here like Usher is that we all think that purpose requires a platform. And purpose does not require a platform. It requires for you to be in position in pursuing God. 
That's what purpose requires more than anything. You don't have to ever write a book, have a podcast, uh, do, do anything that is outward. You pursuing purpose and bringing people into the knowledge of Christ does not require a platform. You want, here's a good example. You know what a Porsche is, right? Let me know the last time you saw a, per, a Porsche commercial on, te, on TV. When, when was the last time you saw a Porsche commercial on the television? You haven't. Because a lot of these brands, they're known by their design. They're known by the way that they look. They're very well known. They are very much so prospering. They're very much so million and billion dollar brands. And a lot of them do not have to advertise by the means that you see other, you know, things like Chevy and all of that. You don't, you don't get that same kind of, of platform from these luxury brands. Likewise, your purpose does not always have to be a platform. Some of the most monumental people that have been a part of my faith do not have platforms. My Gigi is is a perfect example. 76 whole years, she lived her life. She was out here transforming the lives of other people, brought so many people into the faith. The fact that a lot of what I teach and my even my love for God and my desire to pursue him was a seed that she planted on the inside of me. She never had a platform, but the purpose that she lived out is now being multiplied and replicated, right? Like y'all are literally eating and living off of and learning from the fruit of her children's children because I'm, I'm the grandchild, so I'm the children's child. And she never had a platform. So we have to really be careful when we talk about doing work for God. Don't be willing to do only things on a platform that you aren't willing to do in private, that you aren't willing to do without the applause of people. The same way that you live an integritous life or you appear to live an integritous life online, that needs to just be who you are. And way too often, we're trying to equate our purpose and our work to us having a platform, but you don't even show up to work on time, like your nine to five regular job. So if you can't be trusted with a few things, how can you be made ruler over much? So we have to really make sure that we have our understanding of what it means to work. That means no matter where God places you, you're doing what he's called you to do. You find a way. You find a way. You need to walk in every day. God, how can I be a blessing to somebody today? Just start with that. It's so important that we understand and get that down in our spirit. Okay, now. Let's talk about what God says about work. And I have a list of scriptures that I will put in the show notes, but I'm going to go over about three of them. Okay. The first, we are to work as unto the Lord. So as, as bad as your boss get on your nerves, God is your boss. Behave as if Jesus is the one writing your check because truthfully he is. And that's Colossians 3.23. Our reward comes from God and not from humans. That's Colossians 3.24. So because you feel as if, oh, ain't nobody, I'm not going to be doing all this extra because don't nobody see me, don't nobody appreciate me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. God sees you and he's the rewarder. He's not limited to what HR sees. He's not limited to what um, your boss sees. If God is putting it on your heart to go above and beyond, then you do that. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to have boundaries because some of these jobs is raggedy. And I understand. I hear you. But we're not responsible for how the job behaves. We are responsible for how we respond no matter what is being thrown our way. 
And this is why you have to commit your actions to the Lord. That's Proverbs 16 and 3. And we should be producing fruit as an indicator of our connection with God. That's John 15, 5 through 7. What can people tell about the level of your work? How can they tell that there's something different about you? What sets you apart? Because see, you can be a light in a dark place without you ever having to open your mouth. Your works will demonstrate, your fruit will demonstrate who you're connected to. That's biblical, sis. That's biblical. We cannot just be hearers of the word, but we have to be doers of the word. Even when they tap dancing on your nerves. Because to whom much is given, much is required. This is what God has to say about work. Are you asking God for much? And you can't come back from your work break on time. Child, everybody else come in like they get on my nerves. Because we know that everything that we do here, sis, has eternal implications. Right? And the reason that we face warfare is because we know that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Our sole purpose is to bring more people into the knowledge of Christ. So that means that we have to make sure that we are in a position to do what God has called us to do wherever he has planted us. And because we know that our role here is to bring people into the knowledge of Christ, because we know that that is literally our job, it puts you in direct opposition with Lil Lucy and them. So you are the ops. And you have to make sure that you understand that this isn't about you being persecuted. This isn't a woe is me type thing. This is warfare, girl. And you have to understand that the actions that you that you have or that you do, even on your job, matters. Because the enemy knows your power and authority, even if you don't. He knows the power and authority that you have access to because you are a child of God, even if you are unaware of the power and the authority that you have access to. And so when we don't properly prepare ourselves for work daily, you're always going to find yourselves drained. You're always going to find yourself overwhelmed and you're going to be on the losing end of this spiritual warfare battle. So what I want you to do is change your perspective from seeing your job as an annoyance or an aggravation, even though look girl, okay. I'm talking to you and me because some days you just don't be feeling like you got it. But but we're at war. So you have to make sure that you're doing and taking the necessary steps that you get your mind and your heart right. So instead of you seeing your job as just an annoyance or an aggravation, you have to accept the assignment and prepare for war. OK, God, I see you got me on these people a raggedy job, but let me go in here and do whatever I've been called to do. I tell this story all the time. Um, recently, I left my job. So last year, September 2021, I left my job and it was three years of pure ghetto. But what God had to show me and what he taught me over the course of the time that I spent going from office to office, I was traveling, wasn't supposed to be traveling. God was using me. And when I tell y'all at like almost every office, I was doing lunch and Bible study with people and it would happen in the most God ordained ways. And I did not understand. I told God I was frustrated because I'm like, I want a home office. And he was like, girl, you got a home office in your house. You just ain't did with it what I called you to do with it. But right now you're on assignment. I can't have you just in one place because this is bigger than your work assignment. This is you going around and touching the lives that I've, that I have on this list for you to touch. And so once I started understanding the assignment and I accepted the assignment, it helped level 
my irritation about them having me float from office to office. Now it didn't get rid of it, but it helped level it. And I was more in tune with what God was having me to do. And when the assignment was up, I was out. And so it's so important that you understand that this is an assignment and you have to come prepared for war. And in order for us to effectively overcome warfare in the workplace, you have to make sure that you have everything that you need in your arsenal. The strategy for, for spiritual warfare is simple, but that does not mean that it's easy. Y'all know that that's one of my favorite sayings, that simplicity and ease are not the same. Just because this is simple and it's only a couple of steps does not mean that in real time, it's something that's easy to do now. The most important way to approach this is that you have to know the word of God. You have to study the word of God. Hey sis, I want to tell you about our new prescription for purpose quiz. This quiz takes less than three minutes to complete. And when you finish, you will receive your official purpose prescription. Your prescription will include information about your diagnoses, and then you get free courses to help you take the necessary steps to start walking in purpose. The quiz is customized to help you in your current season. Do not spend another day without the clarity and instruction that you need. Go right now to the link in the show notes, take the quiz and get your official purpose prescription today. Now let's get back to the show. I highly encourage that when you pray, that you pray the word of God. Because the word of God is so powerful. And we have to remember that your authority is not on your own accord. But it's authority that's been borrowed or entrusted to us through Jesus Christ via the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people be coming on here talking about they coming in the authority of Jesus Christ. And they really just coming in audacity like the sons of Sceva. The sons of Sceva came in audacity and not in authority. And if you read the story, they were left bloodied and naked. Okay. So I really want you to, to go back and study Matthew 4. Matthew 4 is where we see how Jesus directly handled spiritual warfare while he was in the wilderness and he was being tempted by the enemy. If you want to know how to deal with spiritual warfare, you have to study the word of God. The word of God is your sword. And I encourage you to go to Ephesians or not Ephesians 6, Matthew 4, I'm sorry, and go and read what Jesus did how he handled warfare study what he did study what the enemy did how the enemy was trying to use scripture to to trip Jesus up but you have to be able to rightly divide scripture you have to make sure that the scripture is interpreted appropriately Jesus had enough of the word on the inside of him that he knew like no 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 I see what you're trying to do to twist God's words but that ain't it that ain't it And then when you look at Ephesians 6 the Bible is our only offensive weapon to spiritual warfare. You have to have your sword. So you walking into work with your uniform on, but you naked in the spirit because you ain't got the armor of God, right? When you have no armor, it leaves you susceptible to even the smallest attack. When the enemy uses your boss, when your enemy uses your client, and when the enemy uses your coworker at his disposal, because you have not prepared to, to for this level of spiritual warfare, now you naked, they bing bang bopping you, and you done cussed everybody out at work, and now you fired, and eggs is $10 a carton. So we have to make sure that we are using appropriate strategy, okay? You have to make sure 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. So here are some questions that I want you to think about. Without ever opening your mouth, can your coworkers recognize your walk with God by the fruit of your labor? Okay. If you or if God was your boss, how would you act? If God was your boss, how would you act? If you find any way that your behavior currently is not lining up with how you answer this question of if God was your boss, how would you act? Then you need to start correcting those things. Okay, I want to encourage you to go the extra mile as God leads you to because you're there to solve problems. And I don't want you to allow your annoyance with a corporation to deter you from your assignment. Just because everyone else is or isn't doing something is not an excuse for you to act like you do not belong to the kingdom of God. What did God call you to do? I don't care that your coworkers are, oh, you a suck up, you this, you that. No, 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 baby, I'm saved. Okay, I'm saved. And because I am saved, I don't behave and I don't conform to the ways of this world. I have the authority to facilitate transformation in a space, whether or not corporate agrees with it. I can set the atmosphere up in here. I can change standards up in here because I guarantee you when other people see you doing what God has called you to do and being an exemplar employee, guarantee you that the atmosphere will shift and you ain't got to say a word. And even more so, understand that you are sowing seeds. So if you're hoping for God to give you a business and you're in this job acting a whole donkey and you are not being an exemplar employee, what is the likelihood that you are going to receive exemplar employees in your business? What kind of seed are you sowing? What if that corporation or that company, God is going to bring them back around to work with the business once you leave that job? But if you're burning bridges because you're angry and irritated, then sis, you you have to see the bigger vision. You have to have proper perspective. You have to make sure that you're doing all of the things. And this isn't about you not having boundaries because you can have boundaries with that job and still show up and be an exemplar employee. But a lot of times we are very agitated on these people's job and we annoyed and this is that and the third because we don't even have boundaries for ourselves in place because you out here working 16 shifts in a row because you trying to make money to reach whatever goal that you want to reach. And God ain't told you to do that. So now you haven't even given yourself enough time to take a break because Sally really be tap dancing on your left nerve. And now you done cussed Sally out and lost your job and you done got fired on your day off. How? How? So have boundaries. But make sure that you are being a light in that place. Make sure you're being a light in that place. You do not conform. Whatever God called you to do, do it. Do it. So here's, here's some strategy, okay? Be sober and vigilant. 
the fight is fixed, sis. We already have victory through Christ. So do not allow the enemy to use the things of this world to tell you anything else. He only wants to steal, kill, and destroy. The weapons will form, but they're not going to prosper. And your purpose is to bring as many people onto the winning team as you can right in your current position. So what does that look like practically? You can get to work a few minutes early and anoint your workspace in that office. Come back from your break on time. Show up for work on time. Early even. So you can get there to pray before them people get in there and them spirits get to, get to coming in into the office. Pray. And when you pray, don't just pray for yourself. Pray for your coworkers. Pray for your leadership. Pray for the people that y'all serve, right? Pray against the attacks of the enemy. The goal is to have an offensive attack already launched before the enemy even gets to pull up at 8 a.m., okay? Before he even get the clocky and good, you need to already have your offensive weapons already launched. And this is going to increase your discernment. When you start praying for your offices, when you start praying for the people you work with, when you start praying for even the people that you serve, God has given me words to give to people that I work with. He's given me um, instruction. I used to do this thing called Fat Girl, uh, Fat Girl Friday because in the middle of the pandemic, I could tell that the staff just was not feeling like they had any um, morale, like they were just really drained and the organization was not doing a great job at respecting anybody. So I know I felt disrespected working in this position and I was considered a leader within the organization because I'm I'm a daggone nurse practitioner. So my medical assistants, even though leadership and corporate wasn't doing what I felt like they should be doing, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And so every week, the office knew that they could expect donuts from me, even on weeks when I was fasting. Now that felt very ghetto, but I was obedient. But then I would have people coming in and asking for prayer in the morning. I would have people coming in. One day, I will never forget it. The office manager was like, man, girl, I was having the worst morning ever. I was running late. Something had happened with her car. And she said that when she walked in the office and she saw them donuts, she just was so grateful because she knew that she could count on me to bring donuts on Fridays. And so it just gave her the opportunity to eat something and really started to turn her morning around. Just me being obedient. So make sure that you are doing and praying and making sure that you follow every instruction that God gives you, even when it don't make sense. Fat Girl Friday is a legend at that office. But you have to make sure that you are not trying to do these things on your own. You cannot stand on your own. You have to submit each and every day to the Lord. That includes your work day. You're going to have to commit your actions to God in order to start building the success that you want to see in your life. That means that you have to have a heart of praise. Praise is also a weapon of your warfare. Be intentional about finding things about your job that you're grateful for, even if All it is is, God, I thank you that I have this job and I can pay my bills. God, I thank you that I have a job and I can pay my bills. I thank you that I have a car to get here. I thank you, God, that I am, you know, I'm not pigeonholed to this place, but that you're using it for my good because you have to let your flesh know, look, sis, we here. okay? so we got to do what we've been called to do. Put on your armor. So every morning you should be praying and putting on the full armor of God. The Bible tells us to put on every piece of the armor so we can resist the enemy in a time of evil. And then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So are you putting on your armor? Are you putting on the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation? So when you get to work, you're not out here gossiping with the rest of them. Hmm. Is your armor on? So you got the discernment and you got everything that you need. 
got your breastplate of righteousness on, so you're not out here talking about what had happened at the lunch and da 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 girl. Because the Bible says, let no corrupt speech come out of your mouth. And the enemy going to bring it to you. And the, and the tea might be hot, but you keep your opinion and mind your business and take it to the Lord. Because we cannot fall scheme to the plots of the enemy. He will use things, even like gossip, to get you sucked into everything that's going on. So if you know that everybody go to the lunchroom and gossip on their lunch break, you better go to your car and eat and have your quiet time. Some of you ain't got time to have quiet time with the Lord. You spent your whole lunch hour gossiping with in a kiki with these people. And now you somehow done got caught up. You in the office and got rolled up like what? What? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What seeds are we sowing? What kind of seeds are you sowing in your day to day work life? Even when nobody's looking, are you serving as unto the Lord? Acting as if you would want your employees to act, especially if you're believing God for a business. I'm not saying that your boss ain't raggedy. I'm saying you still got to be righteous even when they ratchet. Make sure that you are setting the atmosphere. Paul and Silas were in prison and they were in that position and they still accepted the assignment of work. So then they prayed and praised God and everyone was set free. And the guard was about to commit suicide and ended up getting saved. Go read Acts 16. Okay. Even in chains, they accepted the position and the assignment. You setting the atmosphere matters. You have to accept the assignment. So instead of complaining about your job every day, as you drive to work, ask the Lord, who can you serve that day? And the person that you serve, it may be outside of your job description. I bought donuts for the whole entire office, not just the pediatric department. I brought enough donuts to where the peds, medical records, front desk, everybody can get donuts. So I'm serving and touching lives even outside of my immediate sphere of influence. When you get the assignment, accept it and be obedient to the instructions. Make sure that you are having integrity and pride when you complete the assignment that God is giving you and you have integrity and pride in your work, in your like in your job description. Make sure that you continue to, to emphasize your strategy and your plan of action. That means that you're going to avoid gossiping and you're going to avoid complaining. And when you do these things and you have these things down in your heart, when you're going in and you're being sober and vigilant, when you're setting the atmosphere, when you're serving, when you're accepting the assignment that God is giving you, when you're making sure that you're not gossiping and complaining and falling into and conforming to the ways of the, the culture and the, of, of the other employees, girl, guarantee you, guarantee that things will happen on your job that you never expected. I went for my annual review at the last job um, before, maybe like six months before God released me to leave. And I was so agitated, y'all, because the lady who was doing my um, my review, I did not like her. She just had a spirit about her that I did not like. And she knew, I feel like, that I did not like her. I was polite. I was always respectful. But everything in my soul was like, I do not want to talk to this lady. And so I woke up that morning and I was like, I'm going to just go in scrubs. I'm not about to dress up for a daggone evaluation. I really don't care. <laughs> and God said, no. He said, you need to get dressed up like you're coming to see me. I was like, what? All right. And also stop and get donuts. God, today is not Friday. It's not Fat Girl Friday. It's Tuesday. But okay. 
So now I got to leave my house early. I'm already driving to, to East Egypt to get to this evaluation that we could have done on, on uh, not FaceTime, on Zoom, right? So I had a little attitude, but nevertheless, not my will, let yours be done. So I got up, I got dressed, put on some real people clothes, not scrubs. Went into the office, got oh, got the donuts, went into the office. Y'all, I left that evaluation with an adjustment bonus with back pay, like a um, uh, like an adjustment in my pay based on what was happening in the, I can't remember the technical term, but based on what was happening everywhere else. Cost of living adjustment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I left that position. I, when I was driving, turned on my worship, was like, God, give me, give me, give me a right heart. I wanted to, I was, when I tell y'all I was done with this job and I was just waiting for God to release me, I was driving over the bridge. The bridge is called the Howard Franklin here in Tampa. So I'm driving over the Howard Franklin, I got my worship music playing and I heard God say, do you trust me? And I was like, yes. And, but my, on the inside, I was like, oh yes, please be ready to fire me. Had done nothing to get fired. (laughs) Nothing to get fired, but please fire me on today and just let God do what he going to do. Because I trust him. (laughs) Had done nothing to get written up, fired, none of it. But I was ready to go. And God ended up increasing my pay. I got a back pay check that was really, really nice. And little did I know within six months, I would be putting in my resignation. But God was preparing me by giving me this increase in my pay. But it was so wild and so unexpected that I knew in that moment, all of the work that I had been doing, all of the, the you know, being integritous and doing and accepting the assignment that God has given me, it had eventually paid off. And I wasn't, and I'm not telling y'all to do this with the expectation that you're going to get a raise. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I had went several years, years, I worked there three years, This was six months before I left. So two and a half years, I just was holding on and staying faithful to what God had said and what he called me to do. I had even complained to him about my salary at one point. And he told me I was out of order because I was looking at my job as the source and it was only a resource. Am I not the Lord your God? Am I not Jehovah Jireh? Don't ever ever forget it and don't ever come to me like this again because you're treating that job like it's a Jehovah Jireh and I can shut it down today. And then I gathered myself and my edges and I got up and I repented because God can bring us resources any kind of way. But two and a half years later, I wasn't even expecting a raise. I didn't even care. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) definitely not. It was almost like a a $12,000 adjustment, y'all, in my annual salary. So this wasn't like you little 2%. Like this was like, oh, we're that's wow. Wow. That's. I was not expecting it. It wasn't a little increase. <laughs> like I was like, God, dog. And all I could do when I left was praise God. He told me to show up to meet him there that day to get dressed and not to come with my little funky attitude that I had about talking to this particular person that I didn't want to talk to because he was really meeting me there. He really was meeting me there. And so I want to encourage you to make sure that you are doing all of the things 
that you are showing up and you are working and you are fulfilling the purpose right where God has placed you. So I pray that this episode has blessed you, child. I pray that this encourages you to go and do what God has called you to do in this position. And I would even challenge you too to make sure that you're asking God if you're doing all of these things and you're still hitting the wall and you're finding yourself frustrated, ask God if it's time for you to leave. But you need to be completely completely open to him because I asked several times for that job to be removed from my side. And he said, my grace is sufficient. And then by the time he told me that it was okay to leave, I was acting scary. I was like, so put my, so put my resignation in today. You sure I shouldn't just do it on Monday? And he said, no, now, no, now. So you need to really make sure that you are hearing from God and you're allowing him in every area of your life. So I love y'all. God bless y'all. And I'll talk to you next week. This episode of the Prescription for Purpose podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online membership community for women who want to grow in both their faith and in their business. It's hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. This membership community literally has everything that you need. We do free challenges once a quarter. And our last challenge at the end of the year, people were getting saved. People were getting jobs, growing in their faith. I mean, it is just such a rich place to be. I absolutely love hosting the society because I get to teach Bible study every two weeks. Kavaya writes daily devotionals. We have prayer call every week. Tatum does business training and Rosalind makes sure that we are on our toes mentally and we're able to effectively be productive in every aspect of our life. I promise that you will not regret taking advantage of being a part of this community. Head on over to the blessed and bossed up society.com to start your free two week trial. That's blessed and bossed up society society.com to start your two week free trial today. Now let's get back to the show.